Your hair is shedding and no one can help. You have tried every new shampoo, vitamin, treatment you can find and still no luck. During today's episode, you will learn the five main causes of hair loss and how your thyroid is involved. Hello, thank you for listening to Thyroid Hair Loss Connection Podcast, a science-based, honest, candid conversation about how your thyroid affects your hair. You will learn practical solutions to hair growth, healing your thyroid, and balancing hormones with holistic nutrition approach and the latest treatments. Your hosts, me, Natalia Sanzo, a registered dietitian, aka Nashville Thyroid Expert, and Kimberly Vaughn, a board-certified trichologist, hair loss specialist, and coach. To stay up to date on the latest topics, make sure to subscribe to our channel. We also cannot do this without you. Send us a question to the link below and tune in each week for the answers. Now, let's head to the show. Natalia, we have a great episode today discussing a really big question. Why am I losing my hair? The question seems so simple, right? So why in the world is it that we have such a hard time getting to a straight answer? And I thought I could turn to you and you could help me. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's a loaded question. I hope we'll spend the whole, well, we will spend a whole episode talking about it, but it's very sensitive subject as well. That's why not a lot of people talk about, and I'm not talking or referring to blogs, um, because you cannot find personalized, legit advice on the free blogs. So let's dive into it and talk about why we're losing hair and why we can sometimes figure out the cause and what we can do about it. Natalia, hair plays such an important role in how we feel, and it also impacts our self-image every single day. And this is no secret. Books, white papers, um, Document after document and all well-known physicians around the world confirm that the experience of hair loss is psychologically damaging and is causing intense emotional suffering that can lead to personal, social, and career-related problems. So we know how important this is, so let's jump into this so our listeners can get some help here. Since hair loss is so important to our daily well-being and our livelihood, Let's dive into the five main causes of why we are losing our hair and how our thyroid could truly be involved. Now, listener, please remember something. This is five main causes. There are over 13 causes of hair loss that are documented on the books to date, but we're going to stay very specific today and hopefully give you some great points before this show is over. Okay, so number one. Genetics. Natalia, you know, genetics has been on the topic of quite a few subjects in quite a few episodes, right? So we're going to dive into it a little bit deeper, but stay poignant so that our listener understands the reasons and the purposes of why physicians and specialists always point back to genetics, right? Mm -hmm. Um, This is the section where we think our mothers and our fathers or We tell them to get lost. Genetics plays a part for some hair loss conditions that present across the frontal hairline all the way to the crown. Mm 
And many times when we see this, a lot of individuals say, oh, yes, I'm losing it in the temples or I'm losing it in the crown, just like my father did. Or my mother's hair was thinning all over, but she was much older than I was, right? I'm sure that some of our listeners have thought those items and thought, you know, why is this happening to me? So the answer is truly yes. Your genetics can play a role in your progressive hair loss. And yes, our genetics are along for the ride for the long term and for the rest of our lives, which means that we need to truly determine and rule in or out the genetic hair loss picture. So it is very important to keep this top of mind. Number two, autoimmune hair loss. Scalp autoimmune conditions occur when the body's immune system mistakenly identifies the hair follicle cells as a foreign agent. So there goes a war, right? Our hair follicles fall out, fall off, die, whatever you want to call it. And you can read numerous papers and numerous articles and you will get all the above. But at the end of the day, the body signals these areas of this autoimmunity to affect the follicle and the follicle stops growing. It moves into a very dormant phase. When this response occurs, you will see small areas of complete hair loss across the scalp, the beard, the eyebrows, and even the lashes. This form of hair loss also comes with one very rapidly exit. So meaning, if you look at yourself in the mirror one morning and you see a balding area or a very traumatic amount of hair loss in the shower and you start to examine your scalp and you find that there's an area or two that now completely have no hair loss, this is probably relating to an autoimmune hair loss condition. And so this is something that you really want to pay particular attention to. And I know Natalia wants to share a little bit about this, but I want to add one thing in here for our listeners as a side tip, that pay particular close attention to your eyebrows. And if you start to notice that your eyebrows are thinning and that the edges around the outside corners of the eyes, eyes are, the brows, they're no longer there and they're disappearing, it's something that you really need to pay particular attention to because this can be a side effect of a thyroid dysfunction. Absolutely. And Kimberly, unfortunately, a lot of people with Hashimoto's thyroid disease, they have either autoimmune hair loss, right, alopecia areata, or even telogen effluvium, which I'm sure you'll, um, you'll talk about. But it's definitely a complex issue that needs to be addressed, uh, not just by, you know, using a certain shampoo or taking a supplement. It's a, it's a multifactorial uh, uh, issue. You know, there we'll talk, we're talking about inflammatory foods, proper supplements, um, addressing your immune system, right? Because we're mm. talking about autoimmunity, optimizing gut health, uh, and, and, and treatments, of course. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. So uh, moving on to number three, it stays a little bit in the same realm of autoimmune conditions. And this is a scalp condition. And we're going to focus specifically on eczema and psoriasis. And so we see tremendous 
issues of hair loss when a client comes into HPI and has had a really bad flare-up of eczema or psoriasis and are having a very difficult time getting it under control. And so I want to let you know that number three, scalp conditions, is very important to seek professional help with and for. So pay particular close attention, make sure that you're, you know, just as we were taught, right, to give our bodies self-examinations for cancer screenings, we need to also do the same for our scalp. And we need to pay very close attention to this. Exactly. And if you have Hashimoto's, guys, you should know that if you have one autoimmune disease, you're more likely to develop another. And uh, psoriasis is an autoimmune disease. So if you have one or the other, you're more likely to develop, you know, the, the second problem. So um, yes, paying attention, paying a close attention to your body, to the signs that your body is giving to you is very important. Mm-hmm. Right. Personalized medicine, precision medicine, really being focused on what we're doing and how we're feeling all the way from the interior of our core, all the way to the extremities and, of course, our skin and our hair. All right. Number four, underlying health concerns. Wow. If you're a regular listen to this podcast, you know that we talk about this all the time. But it obviously ranks very high on my list, and it is number four. And so what I want you to think about is when we talk about underlying health concerns, i.e. deficiencies or toxicities in the body. So when was the last time you truly reviewed your lab report? Okay. Yes, no, you probably never have. And for the few percentage of you out there that have, I applaud you because what I want you to do is I don't want you to go back and I want you to look at your own lab report and I want you to request it. Take a look at what's happening in some of these levels. Number one level that I want you to look at is your iron and your ferritin levels. Make sure that those levels are truly on the higher side of normal and Outside of someone just telling you that your labs are normal, um, if you're feeling sluggish, if you're feeling fatigued, and i.e. you're losing your hair, mm, this is one level that really needs to be considered. Absolutely. Those are very important. And we need to know that we need to look for optimal levels, right? Because when your doctor tells you that everything is fine and he closes that page of your lab report, you need to... Take that report and look at yourself and make sure that those levels are somewhere in the mid-range. If they're not, change your diet, change your supplements, or look for another doctor who actually going to help you figure those things out. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Great advice. Now, the next level I want you to take a look at, and probably on your report, this will be very easy, but it's the thyroid levels. Now... I have a feeling that if your thyroid was ran by a general practitioner um, or anyone that you've been seeing for any time frame and there's never been a raise or a cause to be concerned about your thyroid levels, you might have a TSH on there. You might have a TPO. Maybe not. But um, Natalia and I also talk a lot about why it's so important to get all of the levels checked. So, Natalia, remind our listener exactly which thyroid labs they should have run. 
Absolutely. So we know that thyroid gland runs our whole body. It's responsible for almost every function um, in our body, including our metabolism and our hair growth. And every, every cell in our body has a thyroid receptor. So if your thyroid uh, levels are low or not optimal, guess what you're not getting? No, you're not getting your metabolism, but you're also not getting uh, your hair growth. And it will lead to the hypothyroidism, low thyroid levels will lead to hair loss. So not only it's important to look at the TSH, right, to see if you're where your thyroid uh, or how well your thyroid is working. It's also important to look at free T4 and free T3. So free T3, I talk about it all the time. This is your, ma your main hormone. That's the one that gives you energy, the hair grows, the healthy skin and everything. That's the active hormone that gets inside your cell and does all the work. So if you're free T3, that is very rarely being run by conventional doctors. If your free T3 is not optimal, then you will, it will be very hard uh, to stop the hair shit. You, you, you will think that you're doing everything right, diet, treatments, shampoos, expensive supplements. But if your uh, thyroid levels are not optimized, then you'll still continue to lose hair. Mm, exactly. Oh my gosh, so, so important. So the last um, item here that I want you to look at and check on your lab report is your vitamin D levels. So, you know, we are coming out of winter months and hopefully we're heading very quickly into the spring because I'm really ready for sun and warm weather. But vitamin D deficiency is um, extremely uh, important because we do see that this plays a, a critical role in hair growth. And because of this significant role in maintaining the actual follicle itself, we want to make sure that our immunity, um, the integrity of our immunity, I should say, thus is strong. And so hence, that means that these vitamin D levels need to be optimal. And that is going to look at on the high level of those ranges for good, strong hair, as well as appropriate hair growth. Absolutely. And for those of you who have Hashimoto's know that up to 85% of people with Hashimoto's uh, have vitamin deficiency, uh, vitamin D deficiency. And even though, so we know that you, you're probably deficient, we still like to check your levels to know how deficient you are. Because if you your levels are really low, maybe you need an IV infusion or infusions, because supplements, you it will take you weeks to get to the normal levels. So depending how low you are, um, we start our treat, treatment process. But in my clinical practice, you know, for the last five years, I've never met a person who was not deficient in vitamin D. And unfortunately, we with Hashimoto's, we don't synthesize vitamin D as, as well from sunshine, and we don't absorb uh, supplements due to gut health uh, issues, sensitivities, um, you know, increased permeability, increased intestinal permeability. So I, I would almost say that vitamin D is one of the supplements that you're probably going to want to take all year round. Mm -hmm. Oh, completely. And I would also say that um, some of our suggestions on supplementation after we've run our test, right, either um, the lab testing, 
the cell well-being testing, um, also some of the new DNA trico testing that we're doing, even if we find that the levels are very low and dangerously low, right, below mm-hmm. the norm, we will suggest a higher intake, right, mm-hmm. for a 30-day period Absolutely. and then taper back. And then at the end of 90 days, let's recheck just those vitamin D levels. Because, you know, I think sometimes our listener believes that, you know, what they've been taught is that you go to the doctor and you have your labs run. Well, it's this whole long panel of labs. And it is traditionally. But you can just have your vitamin D level run and checked in 90 days to see where those levels are. And it's very affordable depending upon, you know, we've shared Ulta Labs. Um, We also use Quest Laboratories as well here in the the Tennessee market. But, you know, there's many labs that you can run just a vitamin D panel on. Absolutely. And I think I would add even iron just because Mm -hmm. those two, vitamin D and iron, they get deposited in your body and you can develop toxicity. So it's very important not to overdo. And it's like you have to find a middle ground. And the only way to do it is to check it maybe once every season or at least twice a year. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, completely. Um, And I just said this to our provider at the clinic because I said, I'm so far behind on running labs. I have to get my labs drawn Mm -hmm. because I'm starting to notice a few things are not settling well with me. And yes, I believe some of it is seasonality. And I've always said this and I've always shared this for for my 28 years in this, but um, I, I, it affects me as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm listening to my own advice. Good, good. <laughs> Lead by example. That's right. Okay. Last but not least, number five. So traction alopecia. So we're going to talk about this in a manner of this is a, this is a cause of hair loss. It is one of my top five because it happens in two different forms that I feel that our listeners probably are going to be most familiar with. The first is can be self-inflicted trauma resulting in this traction. And when I use the term traction, I mean exactly what it is. We are truly pulling and causing tension on the hair strands themselves. As we do that, it causes more distress on the follicle. So let's think about hairstyles such as tight braiding and weaving, right? And tight ponytails that causes strain on the hair itself will certainly then result on a really terrible strain on the root of the hair and the the follicle. Of course, we know that Caucasian women typically aren't doing as much tight braiding and weaving as they used to. And so our African-American sisters were doing that a lot more. Luckily, I think this, you know, this kind of detection or this recognition of what is going on with traction alopecia and how long the damaging effects can turn into permanent hair loss, that I think a lot of individuals are changing some of the way that they are styling their hair. But it is something that we really need to think about. And you need to to think through this of what level and stage of hair loss are you in? Are you in an acute stage? Are you in more of a chronic phase? How much braiding are you doing to your hair? How tense and tight are your ponytails or are your buns or are your um, toppers being attached? You know, so we need to really think through that. 
The next piece of this is something that is a little bit more concerning, but it, it is something that is throughout the world. And this is where that we see this continuing twirling and pulling or picking of our hair. This can be on the top of the scalp. This can be our eyelashes and our eyebrows. And when we do this, just as from the traction, this causes permanent damage and the hair follicle says, I'm sorry, I have no more strength and I'm done. And it completely closes and dies off from us. So this form of hair loss um, is very, very important to recognize. It also can be tempered and we can change the dynamic of what's going on truly in the root of that hair or the follicle if this is recognized early and we pay particular close attention to it. So really, again, think about what you're doing. Think about the onset of how your hair is going to look in the next 5, 10, 15, 25, 30 years. So there's our five. Now, let's go back and do a quick overview. So if you were driving and now you have a piece of paper, you can jot these down. Here we go. Number one, genetics. Think about DNA or trico testing. And I'm not talking about 23 in May or 25 in May. I don't even know what it's called anymore. I forget. And there's a lot of them. So uh, number two, autoimmune hair loss. Review your lab report and manage your health. This is something that you have to take responsibility for yourself. Number three, scalp conditions self-examination, and prompt solutions through professional care. Just as Natalia mentioned, when you are seeing issues on the scalp, if it's psoriasis, you very well could have potential for some dysfunctionality in your thyroid. So let's get these things checked out and make sure that we can put some of these underlying issues to bed. Now, number four, are a deeper dive into these underlying health issues, making sure that you're checking your iron levels, your thyroid levels, and your vitamin D levels. Natalia, again, remind our listener on what those levels they should have checked. So we're talking about TSH, free T4, free T3. And, you know, I'm going to add two more right now. It's a uh, TG and TPO antibodies because we recorded a whole podcast talking about how those elevated uh, levels can affect your hair growth. Mm -hmm. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Number five, traction alopecia. Think about how you're styling. Think about how long you're leaving your extensions in. How long are you leaving the braids in? How frequently are you truly shampooing the scalp and caring for your scalp? If you find yourself raiding and twirling your hair or pulling your eyelashes or pulling your brows, let's stop and think about what's going on and what's going to happen long term for you. So there's our five, Natalia. Hopefully we've summed it up. We've given our listeners something really important to take away from today. And um, we're just glad that they're always here with us. And, and, you know, hopefully this has been some assistance and some help mm -hmm. for those individuals who are experiencing some of these issues. Absolutely. And Kimberly, you named five the most important or in the most common causes of hair loss. 
But our listeners also need to understand that the diet plays a huge role, right? That's that's another factor. Um, there are foods that can cause hair loss. We have a whole podcast for that as well. Um, inflammation mm-hmm. and inflammatory foods, gut dysbiosis, right? Imbalance of good and bad bacteria. Supplements, we talk about supplements, how important they are, but um, also too much of a good stuff can lead uh, and even cause hair loss. So guys, it's so important for you to know all of these factors um, and work with somebody, you know, first with the team like Kimberly and I to uh, for somebody who can help you figure those things out, because we know this is a lot of information. And if you don't have medical background, it can seem overwhelming and it may be impossible to get to the root cause of your hair loss. And if you're doing a lot of random approaches, you will get a lot of random results or actually I'll say lack of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, most definitely. Well, so this is great. Um, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. And um, as always, you know, please let us know if we're meeting you where you are and if we're answering your questions and we're giving you the right information. If not, we'd love to change it. This is really about you. has nothing to do about us because we know, and as we've shared with you, this is a lot of work. So we want to make sure it's going to good use. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram, share us with your friends, and then um, just make it a great hair day.